Well, hello, church. Great to be with you again in the second part of our legacy series. I'm so excited about this um, couple of weeks and being having the opportunity to speak to you. Today, I wanted to take a different tack and to really, I suppose, focus on a different Bible character. And that Bible character is Isaac coming out of um, Genesis chapter 26. So the title of this message really is called Engage Today so that you can build for tomorrow. So let's read um, a couple of verses out of Genesis chapter 26 to start with. Um, verse 12 I'm reading from, it says that when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted for the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. So, so the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells that had been dug by the servants of his father, Abraham. Powerful story about sowing seed, reaping a harvest um, and being blessed at the same time amidst a whole series of opposition in this moment. I just want to point out a couple of things to you um, before we go a little bit deeper into this story is that really Isaac just simply planted seed. What he did was he actually took action with the things that was in his hand. I also want to say to you that sowing seed does not automatically produce a bountiful harvest. Jesus teaches in three gospels, in Matthew 13, Mark 4 and Luke 8, it's the parable of the farmer scattering seed. That there's all sorts of results when you cast seed into the ground. We've got to remember that God is not a slot machine. Where you put money in, you wait some time and the, the numbers pop up. It doesn't work like that. See, God favoured the work of Isaac. Isaac worked hard and God blessed it. There's faith involved in the middle of all this. this the writer of James says it this way. He says, don't you remember that your ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. Isaac was the seed for Abraham, placing him on the altar in faith, and that somehow that faith step from Abraham, that it would all work out. Now it's Isaac's turn. Following on from his father's real life example, himself being put on that altar, here now Isaac has the chance to again place the seed in the ground, but he had to take the action himself. In spite of the natural evidence of the circumstances telling him something different at that time. See, the context was not ideal to put seed in the ground. There was famine in the land. In the earlier part of that chapter, chapter 26 in Genesis, it starts out that chapter by saying, a severe famine broke 
and struck the land as had happened before in Abraham's time. Again, here's Isaac seeing the patterns coming down from his father. So Isaac moved to Gerar where Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, lived. There was clearly a famine and yet Isaac still put seed in the ground. See, sometimes when we see circumstances like a famine, our natural response, not our faith response, is to withhold. Yet the Lord got involved in Isaac's action. See, good intentions are good, but they're not good enough. How can God bless your intentions? See, Isaac had to pay the price of putting seed in the ground, at which point was really the true faith step. And of course, God comes in and blesses that faith step. Without a commitment to take action today, there can be no hope of a harvest tomorrow. Don't allow your lack of seed or the circumstances around you to paralyze you into no action. In Hebrews chapter 11, that great faith chapter, it's titled in my Bible, it comes up and says that it's the great examples of faith. It says in verses one and two, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurances about the things we can't see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. And later in that chapter, it talks about Abraham, it talks about Isaac, it talks about Jacob. My second point today is to really think about what Isaac did when he put that seed in the ground and the actions yet ahead of him is that he restored the past so that he could build tomorrow. Later in that same few verses, I'll repeat the one verse that it says, it says that, um, Isaac became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. We build our tomorrows, the dreams that we hold for tomorrows, by doing one day at a time. And unfortunately, sometimes we would all love to fast track the future and bring it forward in today. Our future always starts with today. And we build on today and we layer in tomorrow and then we add another day after that. We're invited by God into a spiritual journey that we're all on. It's a growing discipleship into Christ so that we become more and more like him. There was definitely an enlarging going on in Isaac's life. It talks so clearly about it that he became great he became wealthy, he became more distinguished. Isaac had to learn how to manage increase in his life. Often we think about, God, just help me get to the next stage, Yet, but God just doesn't have a vision for your life for the next stage. He has a vision for the stage after that and the stage after that and the stage after that. That there's this continuing of blessing that he wants to bring into your life. In the next few verses, verses 14 and 15 in Genesis 26, it says that Isaac acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. So the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells that had been dug 
by the servants of his father, Abraham. Favour, success, always attracts critics. When you build towards tomorrow and it actually leads into affecting your own household and the community around you, that should be a natural consequence of your discipling journey into Christ, affecting not just you personally, but your household and the community around you, which when it does that, it will also attract the critics that come in and look in and say and do nasty things about you and your family and the enterprise that you've got going on. See, Abraham's faith affected Isaac. So much so, I don't know, when Isaac was putting the seed in the ground, was he thinking about the idea that he was laying on the altar, that his father was also treating him as a seed? Was he putting the seed in the ground and saying, God, just like my father um, offered the seed in faith to you, I offered the seed in faith to you again? Abraham's faith affected Isaac. Isaac's faith affected Jacob. And Jacob's faith affected generations to come. See, legacy is also about restoring ground that was lost and building a better future. It's not just about great homes and lifestyles, but actually it's about great households, our children's children. What are we fixing and leaving behind so that the next generation can learn and grow and benefit from. Hopefully they'll become better than us, that they'll be able to become wiser than us, faster than us, and achieve greater things in God's kingdom than us. Isaac planted seed, and that seed returned a harvest in the same year the Bible talks about. This year returned a harvest in the same year. He then was able to access and grow his herds, which actually affected his life, his family's life. But the real legacy work that Isaac did was restoring the wells that his father had dug. See, envy, jealousy filled those wells that had been passed down from his father to himself. Already those wells are doing the work of legacy in his life, yet actually because of Isaac's success, people tried to damage and hurt those wells. It was a significant attack to destroy someone else's wells. Those wells, as I said, dug by Abraham, served Abraham himself and his sons. We could actually rename them in this message today that they were really legacy wells helping generations of people. Well, Isaac beautifully went back to restore those same resources that sustained and blessed his father. They weren't wells of luxury, but they were wells for the necessity of life. Water sustains life. These wells sustained generations. Isaac honoured the legacy of his father by renaming the wells the same names that his father gave them. Isaac then was pushed from pillar to post as he tried to find a place to settle in that country. You can read all of this in Genesis chapter 26, where he also dug new wells that he did not get the benefit from. 
Yet still God was faithful in his blessing towards Isaac, where he ended up providing new wells, plural, not just one new well, but actually multiple wells. And, and he actually gave God the honour for that. See, Isaac trusted in the mercy and the grace of God. His response on that journey, after all of that pain, all of that criticism, all of that attack from his enemies, comes in verse 22. And he says, the Lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land. Isaac gave glory to God amongst all the challenges, amongst the famine, amongst the blessing. He still could see God in the midst of what was going on. Will we as a church, will we as households in this community of faith have the commitment to dig new wells? Will we have the commitment to restore the wells from the history of our church? They can sustain the generations yet to come. Proverbs 13 verse 22 says this, good people, good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. In this account, of Isaac, we see a faith-filled man who's seeing God's blessing come on his life. But actually, if we were to unpack that chapter a lot more, you'll see that Isaac also was a liar. He lied to the king about his wife, calling her his sister, not his wife, because he was afraid in that community. Yet, even though Isaac lied to the community, God still blessed him. God still showed mercy to him. He poured out his favour on him, even though he had lied. This should give all of us such hope that actually it's not about performance on planet Earth. It's about faith in Jesus Christ. No matter what has happened to you up until this point in your life, can I encourage you, your seed, your generosity, your alignment in God's kingdom is acts of faith. Let us be faith-filled people building God's kingdom for today and also for future generations. Let me say it to you this way, church that are watching online, is that good things do happen to bad people. Isaac, you wouldn't say was a pin-up person and call him good. All sorts of things were challenged in his life, but God still brought good things into him. You might be saying, Pastor Mark, you've got that all upside down. Well, let me explain the other side of that saying. Bad things happen to good people. Or should I say it this way? Bad things happen to the one good person who has ever walked planet Earth, Jesus Christ. They nailed him to a cross. They whipped him. They falsely accused him. They did all sorts of things. And so, yes, bad things did happen to one good person. But because of what Jesus did, because of all of that that he took on, well, then we can live in today's life knowing that good things happen to bad people. All of us are sinners. All of us, the Bible says, um, deserve the wages of death. And yet Jesus Christ was the one good thing that now has turned that whole formula upside down 
so that we can enjoy God's grace, his mercy and his favour. So today, I want to call you into the point of accepting Jesus Christ as your saviour. On the bottom of the screen, there's a button there. I'd love for you to click that. It says, raise your hand. That's an acknowledgement of saying, yes, I want to turn around from living life my way and become a follower of Jesus Christ. Let me pray for you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for these beautiful people watching this morning. Father, we thank you that Jesus Christ, the one good person ever to walk on planet Earth, took on all of those bad things, where he was falsely accused, where he was crucified on a cross, and most importantly, that he was raised again after three days. Father, you know the people that are watching right now. Holy Spirit, encourage these people. Let this seed of salvation go deep in their hearts. Father, I thank you that these decisions are people who are turning around from living life their own way to now becoming disciples of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you will bring people into their world to help disciple them and encourage them in their Christian walk and apprentice of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, church, for watching today. If you've made that decision today, please acknowledge and allow us to help you on those next steps. I'd love for you to fill in your name and your details on that section um, below the screen here where it says, raise your hand. In this moment, we want to encourage people to consider what's your part of legacy. In each one of our campuses, we're having the same conversation, but we wanted to have it to our online community today. I'd ask you to prayerfully consider what part that you can play, what part of legacy that you can play. Last week, we talked about Zacchaeus up the tree. Who planted that tree? This week, we're talking about Isaac being faithful with the seed that is in his hand and how God multiplied and blessed that, how he restored the wells. I want to encourage you today to honestly consider what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about, about what you can give in this moment. This will set up our generations to come and hopefully to come after that so that this church as part of a whole kingdom of churches can advance the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, we've got the information there on the screen. You can give online. You could even mail a check to our office here in Australia. And we'd love to um, pray over that and, and be blessed by that. But I would ask that you would prayerfully consider what part that you can play in the Hope You See Legacy Giving for 2020. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for all of those people considering the seed that's in their hand, that they are about to take action, like Isaac sowed that seed in the ground, putting action to their faith, that you are the miracle-working God. Lord, you see these steps of faith, no matter what size, no matter whether small or large, Father, we pray that people today, that as they sow, that you will be right beside that faith step in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.